Thanks for listening to the Throws Genius Podcast. My name is Janine Kistner. And before I get into the episode today, I wanted to share with you some of my upcoming games. I've got the Tundra Games uh, this Saturday, February 15th in Columbus, Ohio. It'll be chilly, but I'm, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good competition. Uh, we've got a little women's women's A group there um, with Emily Adams and Mandy Voorhees. Uh, so it should be, you know, a, a tight group, but a really, really good competition within my class. And then there are, uh, there's a, you know, great, great other group of throwers that are part of the GLSAA um, down there, men and women, all ages, a couple novices coming out. So that'll be exciting uh, for them. And for us, I guess. <laughs> um, and then uh, I'm throwing at the Arnold Sports Festival in Columbus, Ohio. You're noticing a theme here. Um, and this is my third year in a row throwing there. I'm very glad we'll be inside in uh, in Columbus on Saturday, March 7th at 9 a.m. I'm competing in the Women's Amateur Competition. And the that's organized by the GLSAA. And our area will be right inside the doors at the far right end of the convention center main hall. There also is, I wanted to highlight, and I'm not competing in it, but on Friday afternoon, there is a pro mixed team competition. So there are three pro men and three elite women, three teams of two that'll be facing off on Friday afternoon. And that really should be an awesome, an awesome, awesome show. Um, so it's in a slightly different location. I'll have to check out the program and the map to see where that's going to be. But um, that's going to be a great thing. It's the And this is the first year that we have um, the, the women included in the pro competition for the Highland Games. So, um, so that's pretty cool. But that's some of the showcasing some of the best athletes in our sport. So if you're coming on out, check it out. Thanks. Highland Games, How I Love Thee, an ode to the heavy athletics. So for Valentine's Day 2020, for this episode, I wanted to run through the reasons why I love the Highland Games so much. So starting at the top, the number one reason is that I feel like, even more so than with track and field and throwing there, I feel like I found my tribe, my people. So, so often, particularly as a tall, strong woman and just like physically as a big woman, I feel like I stick out. And although I am taller than a lot of the other uh, women who compete in the Highland Games, um, when I am around that whole crowd, there's just something about being around strong people and other strong women where uh, it just helps me feel that much more comfortable in my skin and because there's just something around being other women who are training to be strong to be able to be physically proficient at something that just uh, brings this sense of comfort so there's the the physicality of it there's something also about the mentality of people who are just being around other people who are into a sport that's a little I mean, it's a little bit of a spectacle, sometimes literally, um, and just other people who are kind of, you know, not not on the beaten path that for whatever reason, they've been attracted to this kind of kind of odd sport. Um, and so, you know, finding finding some other weirdos, you know, so having that thing in common, but then also just people that have the, the mentality of wanting to be better and do better. And that'll, you know, get up at the 
before the butt crack of dawn sometimes to go out and, and spend all day, sometimes in crazy cold or crazy hot weather. And um, as far as training, be willing to put their bodies through some crazy stuff to be able to to throw far. Um, so just that mentality, the mentality of it. And then um, just being around other other people you know, that are often being around other people who are really driven to, uh, to excel like that. That's a quality that, um, I'm drawn to, um, that really resonates with me. So all of that, the, the, this is my tribe. Like I, so many of the people here, I just feel like I connect with, um, so well. And so that's the number one thing why I love the Highland games. So beyond just feeling like I fit in with the fit in with the people there, a lot of people talk about the Highland Games family, and I have absolutely found this to be true. Um, it's been really neat how not, not only have I been able to, you know, mostly through social media, been able to connect with people that I've met at the games, but especially through Instagram, I've been able to connect with people that I've never met face to face and had, you know, really quite frankly, like deep conversations about training stuff, but life stuff. And, um, and that's been, that's been really great. Um, and one of the things that is, is so great is the camaraderie at the games. And then also after the games is just, it's a blast being around people that, you know, when I, when I get to hang out after, after we're done throwing, if I don't have to get back home right away, just being able to hang out and, and drink a couple beers with, with, uh, the people you just spend a bunch of hours throwing with is, is pretty cool. So another thing that I absolutely love about the Highland games, which, um, it's kind of a double-edged sword is I love that I can train for it on my, my own. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, um, you'll notice that a lot of the throwing videos that I post are just in, they're, they're in suburbia. They're just in my backyard. And so I, I love that because we, we throw off of grass. I don't feel like I have to go find a throwing circle or a specific, you know, specific setting to go train in. So I can train for it on my own. And so the thing that I do like is I don't have to show up to a practice. So there's, um, a lot more flexibility that works with my life, but you know, the kind of the other side of that, that I don't love so much is that the downside is not really having a team and a, and a coach to train with, but I am a pretty, um, in general, I'm a pretty independent person and I like kind of taking control of things on my own. And so that, that aspect of the training, being able to do it where I want to and when I want to, um, that's, that's something I really, I really appreciate about the Highland games. Another thing uh, is, and I'm, I am one of those people that has a, the collegiate throwing background. And so one of the things that I like about the Highland Games is that because I've had so much specific throwing training and strength training that supported that, um, that um, I have been able to pick up the Highland Games pretty quickly. Um, and so I love that I'm able to utilize my throwing background and that that's just made, um, made it so much easier to become somewhat proficient quickly, I'd say. Um, and then, you know, as a, as a, a collegiate track athlete, I was, I was pretty well-rounded. Um, also I'll drop numbers for people that, that, that these mean something too. So I threw the, the 4k shot about 40, like 46 and a half feet. Um, I threw the discus about 165. I threw the hammer about 175 and I threw the weight about 59 feet. So, I was a pretty good all-around thrower and discus especially was my most competitive event but like college track you don't get any kind of bonus points for being 
above average at everything. It's only, you know, excellence in one single event. And so, um, in, you know, in master's track, I discovered the throws pentathlons. Um, and so that's that those have been a lot of fun. I've done a couple of those, but with the, they only come around every once in a while. And, you know, the, the going back to my previous thing, the training has to be a little bit more regimented. You need the right surfaces to train for it properly. And so with the with the Highland Games, um, my skill is kind of a utilitarian thrower, being able to kind of pick up um, lots of different things and throw them well, I think has served me really well. Um, uh, and I just, I love throwing all different kinds of things. Um, and so while on one hand, I love that I'm able to draw on my throwing background, there are a lot of things about the Highland Games that I really love that have been a departure from my background as track and field. So on one hand, I... I like kind of the freedom of that by necessity, I, I'm a little less regimented. Um, I like that, you know, we're not, we're not throwing off of cement. Like everybody has to be equally prepared to throw off of whatever surface. Like I remember as a, as a thrower being like, oh man, this is a fast ring or this is a slow ring. And just because you're so trained repeatedly on the same surface that the variation in surfaces can really throw you. But when you train on grass, you know, like, like I do all the time for the, for the distance events, um, you know, the, that changes with the weather and the temperature and I can throw in different parts of my, and and different parts of my yard. And so I'm prepared for that variability. And so, and I, I like that. I like that it's less regimented. Like I can throw in my, my tennis shoes, as I call them here in Ohio, or sneakers and, or I can throw in, um, I wear like cross country spikes. I can throw in my spikes. I can throw in all different kinds of shoes and it, you know, doesn't really matter. Whereas with track and field, it was like had to be a specific kind of shoe because you wanted to really optimize your, you know, your contact with the surface. So I, I like that. I like the being able to wear different kinds of shoes. Um, and I like that. I, I think that with the, the Highland games, because it is in a lot of ways, it feels like it's less, like it's, it's been less, not less studied. Like there are, there are people who are real experts in the sport, but there's not like a coaching certification course for the Highland games. Like you can get with track and field. Like there are all kinds of, um, resources for track and field throwing, um, about, you know, specific, all kinds of specific training things and coaching things for track and field throwing events that we don't, we don't have a lot of those yet in the, in the Highland games. And so I like that. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm working on figuring out what is best for me and, and not just what the gold standard is, because one of the things that I've learned about my own personality over my many years is that when I like rules, um, and sometimes I'm a little more, um, I get kind of hampered by feeling like I need to stick to whatever the rule is um, when deviating from that rule might make a little more sense. And so um, having the freedom in the Highland Games, like that's freed me up in the Highland Games to, um, even though I feel like sometimes it would be nice to know what the standard is, it's also um, been a lot of fun trying to figure out like what the right thing is for me. Um, So that... Another, another reasons I love the heavy athletics and the Highland games. Um, one of the things that I, I really appreciate too, as I'm, as I'm getting older, um, and this is, I guess, a, a contrast with track and field. 
sorry to keep contrasting this with track and field. It's not all about just, you know, similarities or differences from track and field, but that's, you know, I've been involved in track since 1995. And so that's a real baseline that I have anyway. So, you know, in track and field, you know, in youth, in youth track, there are all kinds of age groups, but it's all youth. And then you get into, um, you know, high school track and then college track. And then, you know, there's a professional level and then there's masters, but those, groups are segregated like it's it's not as common it's actually pretty rare to find a track competition track meet where you'll have youth athletes high school athletes um you know college level professional masters through you know track athletes all at the same competition and that's one of the things that i really like about highland games is that um, in a lot of games, you'll have a real spectrum of competitors from um, sometimes if you've got the, the youth athletes there to the open and different levels of open um, athletes and professionals and masters and different age classes. And so I, I think that um, I think that I, I like that it's not as like elitist as some other sports can be where it's all just about the professional athletes. Um, although I feel like sometimes things can get in that direction a little bit in our sport, but, um, I, I like that, you know, I share the field with people from all different age groups and, um, and that's actually some of the, one of the competitions, one of the Highland games, uh, competitions that I did that has been the most fun for me was a team competition. And I had, I had anticipated that we were going to travel with our classes through the day, but we stayed with our, our teams. And so, I was throwing with, you know, all age groups, men and women, and and that was that was just an absolute blast, and it was a real change of pace, and I got to spend time with athletes that I normally wouldn't spend the day with. And so, note to the ads out there, that is uh, might be a draw for some people. So, um, so that's another thing is that there, you know, there's room for all sorts of athletes, but then, you know, tied to that, um, there's rooms for there's room for all sorts of champions in the sport. You know, we have different world champion for better or for worse we've got different national championships and different world championships and um and and there's there's room for champions on all levels and i feel like i see more so than in other sports i feel like i see uh, masters athletes in particular and lightweight athletes being heralded and recognized for their successes more so than you might see in some other sports so i really appreciate that one of the other big things I love about the Highland Games is that it has provided a an outlet for physical physical training and just just physicality for me. I think having been um, an individual athlete for such a long time with track and field, I felt really um, I feel like I'd been been held back because of the some of the limitations that there are with track and field. You know, not having facilities, not having a team, not having um, just not having as much access or not making a way for myself with track and field as an older athlete. Um, I think some of the things that I, I mentioned earlier that I appreciate so much about um, Highland Games and the heavy athletics that have um, about being able to train on my own or, you know, without it being with it being less regimented. Um, all of those things have made it easier for me to stick with it and train and, um, you know, I think it's had a positive impact on my, on my mental health to be able to, 
be just be physically active, like throwing and lifting weights. And it just it for it's just fun to throw things. And so having that kind of fun where I can just, you know, go out behind the house or go to the park and ride and throw my sheaf, you know, like that's that's just fun for me. And so that's one of the things I really appreciate. Um, and the next point that I wanted to make. So something that I have learned about myself over the years is that I it is it is nigh impossible for me to find consistent motivation to train or work out um, if I don't have some kind of um, competition or performance reason that's driving it. Like working out just for the sake of working out because it's healthy for me, like that is not a driver. Like I am not, I, I can find intrinsic motivation when there's external goals. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I, I am, of course, I'm I'm motivated if I've got a coach, not, I want to say of course, but I'm motivated when I've got a coach there talking to me and pushing me on, but I'm also motivated to go work out if I know I have a competition coming up. Um, but if I don't have any, like a, a goal on the horizon that is related to competition that has some kind of um, external components to it. Like I, I have a, I have a very hard time finding that, that internal motivation to go and train. So, um, so Highland games absolutely provides that external, um, that external driver. It's, it's allowed me to set goals that, uh, to, to drive, drive for, to train for, to prep for. So, and to that end, one of the things that I, I, his, exciting and awful for me about the Highland Games. It's like, it's not an easy challenge. Like I, I, I'll admit, I like things that come easily to me. And I like that some of the things of Highland Games, like the stones have come pretty easily to me, but on the whole, I appreciate that it's not an easy challenge. Like it's not figuring out how to throw the events. Well, is not something that I mastered in a couple games. And like, I still struggle with um, with picking some of the heavier cabers, you know, it's, it's not something that I was just able to pun intended, pick up and master right away. And so there's still because it's something challenging. Um, and it's, it's sometimes just a little bit out of reach. I think that that for me provides it's, it's that much more gratifying when I do turn a caber or when you get it, when I pull it, you know, pull, manage to pull off a 12 o'clock or clear high bar, you know, if it was, easily attainable, it wouldn't have much value, you know, accomplishments in the sport. And so because it has, it is challenging, the successes are that much more valuable. So I Highland Games, one of the things I love is that it's it's not an easy challenge, but it's totally worth it. Um, and I love like, one of the things that I love about individual sports like like track and field and Highland Games are is that the sport is quantitative and it's it's individual it's not relative to other people so I could go a year hopefully I won't I could go a year or like we do during the offseason months without competing in uh, Highland Games but I can still measure my progress and and that also, you know, I can I can measure my progress overall. Um, so not just track my progress, but be able to apply, you know, certain kinds of statistics to it. Um, but I don't actually need to have a competition to be able to get the some quantitative data back to be able to measure my progress. So that's something that I my my data my data mind itself really likes about the sport as well. 
Um, and the next thing I've kind of, I've touched on this a little bit and some of the other things, but, um, you know, I think sometimes, um, unless we seek it out as we get older, it can be really easy to just kind of get in a rut and, um, not be growing and changing. And one of the things that I, I I think it helps keep people young and cognitively just sharper and like mentally younger or just like spiritually younger is, you know, having new challenges and learning new things. And that's one of the aspects of the Highland Games that I absolutely love is that um, not only with the events themselves has it been something new to learn um, and, and acquiring new skills and learning new technique and training approaches, but um, learning, just learning all about the sport, learning about the history. It's been fun to learn who some of the other competitors are and just, just hunt, hunt for information. And so um, that's absolutely one of the things that I love about the Highland Games. It's that it's been something, something new to learn about, and I think that keeps it exciting and fresh for me. And the place that I wanted to close uh, on this in my my ode to the heavy athletics, and this is more focused actually on the the Highland Games aspect of it. So, um, you know, I well, you may not know, but um, I was a Highland dancer. I competed in the the Highland dancing for um, eight years before I started competing in track and field. And I'm of Scottish descent. And I'm I'm Clay and Campbell. Last year, I finally was able to get uh, a kilt that actually has my family tartan in it on it made of it. It, it is my family's heart. And so, um, so I'm out there repping Clay and Campbell. And, and so I appreciate that I'm able to, it's kind of a, you know, a merging of a, a few different things. So uh, not an emerging, but a merging of, you know, my, my history with the Highland dancing, I still get to go over and check that out. I actually like the bagpipes. So hearing those all day. Um, but, and then, and then being able to kind of come full circle, I'm, I'm still wearing a kilt, and but I'm able to take that, the thing that I did for so many years with the throwing and bring it back around to something that's related to my family heritage and kind of do, do homage there is, is pretty cool. And so, um, and, and I haven't, I haven't dug into this as much as I'd like to yet. I'm kind of, this is, this is something where I feel like I can still, I have more to do, like talking about, you know, something new to learn is, you know, learning more about the, the, the cultural significance of the festivals and the, some of the more cultural aspects of the games, you know, that, that is something I would like to get more connected with over time. And so, you know, I, I appreciate that our sport is tied to something, you know, cultural. It's, it's not just the sport. There's the whole, the whole festival and the, the history so often behind it. So that is one of the things that I love as well about the Highland Games. So there you go, folks. Valentine's Day 2020. My love letter to the Highland Games. Thank you for listening to the Throws Genius podcast. If you'd like to connect with me, Janine Kistner, about the show or the heavy athletics or whatever the best place to find me on social media is probably on instagram you can search for janine throws j-a-n-i-n-e-t-h-r-o-w-s and that's also how you can find my athlete page on facebook if you search for that on facebook Um, i can also be reached by email at throwsgenius at gmail.com and if you like the throws genius podcast would you rate and review us and maybe share it with your friends thanks so much